Hey, y'all, welcome to the Fellowship Asheville Convo cast, where we hope to inspire you with stories of what God is doing in and through the people of Fellowship Asheville. And in season one, uh, we are talking to our elders and introducing you to them. And today uh, we have got Cam Spear. Now, you'll notice if you're watching this on YouTube that you can't see Cam, um, and there's a reason for that. He is in law enforcement, and we figured uh, with what his job entails, it's best if we just do audio for him on this on this convo cast. Um, so, with all that, um, Cam, uh, tell 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 the folks listening a little bit about who you are. Hey, everybody, man! Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, so um, I'm Cam, uh, married to Kari. Uh, my wife, uh, she is so amazing. I'm sure we'll talk more about her. Um, I scored big time uh, in that arena. Uh, I now have two kids. Uh, we have a new addition. I've got a son who's five. Uh, his name's Ezra. And then I have a newborn daughter whose name is Danielle. And uh, yeah, I work in law enforcement. Uh, just live here in Asheville. We've been here for seven years. Wow. Uh, from Charlotte. And uh, just love it. My wife, uh, Kari, is from Seattle. Um, and so Asheville is a nice kind of in-between, uh, between Seattle and Charlotte. It's still Southern, but it's still weird. And so we, we <laughs> yes, it love, is. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's me. Been going to fellowship for, I don't know, four years, five years? Um, maybe five. Let's see. This. Well, yeah, before, because if Ezra is five, because Kari was yes. pregnant here. So, That's right. Yeah. So maybe so six Ezra. years. Wow. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And been an elder for, I guess, uh, a year, one year. A little over a year. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, so that's me, man. That's me. Great. Well, tell us something uh, that most people don't know about you. <laughs> well, um, I, uh, I am actually in a video game. Um, if you ever get your hands on, I guess it's 2000, maybe 2004 NCAA football. Uh-huh. Uh, you can pick a really slow, really small linebacker. <laughs> from State. Uh, he won't be any good on the game, but I was way better in real life. Okay. That's my story. Uh, <laughs> But anyway, why the, why do you have a a character in a football video game? I, I played college football at App State, um, uh-huh. and uh, yeah, that I guess that was just about the time EA Sports was coming out with these uh, these NCAA uh, games, and so I've got uh-huh. a, I have got a a um, a gaming persona that's look <laughs> it's actually pretty accurate. You've got an avatar, like a, like a legit <laughs> avatar. <laughs> I do, man. And uh, anyway, long story, but um, they uh, there actually were some lawsuits because they never did ask any of us if they could oh. use our uh, likeness and face and things. So I, I did not get any of the payout, but apparently some of the um, some other like big name athletes did get some substantial payouts from me. Really? Yes, yes. So, so, so Cam Spear wasn't high enough on the ranking to get a payout. That's 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 shocking. That's a good question. I, maybe my check is still out there, but it um, probably is. It's in sure. the wrong address. Yeah, lost in the lost in the mail. <laughs> that happens. That totally happens. 
Um, so uh, something else that I know about you that uh, some people might find very interesting too is that um, as you played for App State, you also play, because here's the deal. So I was, I can't remember whose office I was in. And I walk into their office and they've got all this App State memorabilia. And on their wall is a picture of a stadium uh, a football stadium full of people of App State playing Michigan State. Now, this is when I was kind of new to, to Asheville and new to the area. And, you know, I was like, why do you have a picture of a single game? And then I heard mm-hmm. about the game of all games. The game. App State versus Michigan. That's right. And let me, let me correct you. You said Michigan State. Oh, but see, I don't know. I know it's all it's all good. It's all good. Michigan, so University of Michigan. Yes. So we, uh, I was, University of Michigan. Yeah. Captain listen, Le- listen. The suit. Listen. This is how much I know about football. The Super Bowl was last <laughs> night. Um, I'm I watch the Super Bowl because of the commercials and the food. I don't care who gets the most baskets. <laughs> oh man, I appreciate trying. You know, sports. <laughs> um. But yes, yes, that was uh, that was my senior year. We beat Michigan up in the big house, 107,000 people. Uh, man, we got out by the skin of our teeth, but a win is a win, and that's some awesome memories. Still to this day, um, you know, it will uh, it'll get 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 me a handshake or um, really <laughs> get you a that's free, always a free a free coke somewhere. Yeah, make it. Yeah, that's right. Make it make it hooked up. But um, yeah, that's that's still fun to talk about. All right, so what was the emotion like in the locker room right after y'all won? You know, we were – we just played our game. I think we were shot. I honestly think it took some time to settle in. Really? Uh, we just – we played our game, and, you know, we, we talked a big game about we're going to beat Michigan and we're going to win a national championship that year. Uh, we uh-huh. did both. But, you That's know – big year. I, I don't, I don't. Yeah, it was good. I don't know if we actually, you know, believed it or not, but um, <laughs> I think we were. Uh, like I said, we were shocked. Uh, um, it took it took a few days, and then then Sports Center is doing the broadcast from our practice field. You know, a couple of days wow. later, so it it got real quick. But um, we lost a few games later on that year because we. <laughs> yeah, but who cares? Nobody. We got nobody a yeah, that's right. No, nobody has posters of those. Nobody remembers those losses. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Well, Cam, tell folks a little bit about how you came to know Jesus then. Yeah, man, best thing ever happened. Um, I grew up in a Presbyterian church um, down in Charlotte, and um, both my parents were leaders in the church. Both my parents were elders growing up um, and uh, just had a great pastor who loved the Bible. He loved, he, he was a big youth guy. So he was, he was like, mm. he was the head lead guy, but man, he was taking us on trips in the summer. He was, um, you know, he was always doing the weekly get together. So a huge emphasis on youth group, made mm. some great friends. Um, and yeah, you know, prayed a lot of prayers at a lot of different youth conferences and youth retreats um throughout my teenage years um very like a sensitive. lot of like a lot of commitment prayers <laughs> yeah you know like yeah, a yeah. lot of you know I got saved four or five times kind of thing you know yeah but yeah I, it, obviously joking about that but um but it was all I mean it was all sincere it was all real um real conviction but it just 
you know, I wasn't at a place in my life maturity wise to where I could actually walk that out. Yeah. Um, by then I'm playing football. I'm, you know, I'm a decent little athlete. And of course, like girls in sports are just taking over. Um, and so, yeah, man, just, but, you know, still, still going to church cause mom and dad made me. Um, hmm. and, uh, but yeah, go, when I go, went off to school at app state, um, toward the end of my college career, I remember having some thoughts and, and really feel like it was just the Holy spirit asking me some hard questions about, Hey, are you ready to grow up? Um, you know, is this thing ever going to become yours? Is it ever going to become real? Or are you going to keep kind of doing the, the wishy-washy thing? Um, and it was about that time. I just was like, man, I'm, I'm ready. I want everything that the Lord has. Um, I've got all these championships. I've got all these rings. I've got all these <laughs> video games, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but just it just wasn't enough. It, I'm, you know, I was still empty. Uh, mm-hmm. I still wanted more. I wanted something eternal. I wanted something, yeah, authentic and real. And mm-hmm. um, so that kind of led me on this quest through grad school. Um, man, I got hooked up with some really solid guys mm-hmm. um, down around the Charlotte area and. We were just going for it, man. I, I remember I read the book of Acts and I didn't mm-hmm. know any better <coughs> that that's just how the Lord still operated, you know? Mm-hmm. So we were out just praying for guys on the street, you know, drug addicts, um, mm. seeing miracles, man, seeing salvations. Just like I said, we were just dumb enough to believe <laughs> that God still did awesome stuff, you know? Yeah. And um, those are sweet. Those are some really sweet years, some sweet memories, but that was kind of my launch pad. I kind of cut my teeth, you know, growing up in a Presbyterian church, but then kind of found myself in my mid twenties, just wanting to see how far and how real God was. You yeah. Know? Where, where are those guys now? Uh, man, one is, one is a pastor in Charlotte. We're still uh-huh. super close. Um, I was his best man in, in his wedding years ago. Uh, the other guy, Chris Vingala, he's the director of Youth oh. with them up here in Asheville. I got plugged in with Chris along that same time frame. Oh, really? Oh, that's yeah. fun. Yeah. So, and he was he's he had gone to my home church for years and years, but I finally started to just look around, and you know, I was looking for a mentor, and I wanted to be discipled. Uh-huh. Um, so Chris was Chris was that guy for, and still is, you know, still is. Mm. Um, but yeah, Chris was my kind of springboard into youth with a mission, which is why I am. Um, I wanted some training. I, I, I'd kind of, yeah. man, I was just lit up wanting to do something awesome for the Lord. Um, you know, I kind of grew up in a culture where it's like, man, if you feel like the Lord's doing something in your life, like, Oh, that means, I guess I need to be a pastor. <laughs> you know? Right. 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 It's a very, that's a very valid calling. Um, but thankfully I had enough people around to say, man, you know what? Like, won't you go get trained, get discipled, see what maybe it is specifically that the Lord's calling you to. And um, did my discipleship training school, which is a YWAM training school. Um, did that in Montana at a beautiful okay. lakeside. Ooh. Um, and uh, spent six months there. Uh, went overseas a bunch of time. Went to India, went to Dominican Republic, uh, spent some time in Dubai. Um, and then started uh i signed up for a bible school out in out at the montana base mm-hmm. and uh that is where i met this beautiful brunette from seattle who was in my bible class okay and i was i was done for i was ruined 
what did so that's you know you you saw her you were done for what did she think when she met you i wonder have have y'all had that conversation what did she say yes yes and it's a joke because she didn't want anything to do with me man (laughs) she didn't want anything to do with you no she said why would i want this southern jock you know like (laughs) why would i want any of that um (laughs) and uh but you know man persistence paid off yeah and uh, I, I eventually convinced her to go get some ice cream with me uh, one afternoon. She thought it was like a class assignment to like get to know your classmates kind of thing. <laughs> and you didn't um, let her know it wasn't? No, yeah, no, I didn't want to. <laughs> um, and so eventually, um, yeah, we just kind of kept hanging out. And uh, man, you know what? It, it took a little while, but I, I convinced her to fall in love with me. So <laughs> that's awesome. I, I Same with Stacy. I did the same thing. It took time. Persevere. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> but well, yeah. So, so how ahead. long were how long were you on staff with YWAM? Um. Oh no, so wait. I, we didn't even get there because you're still in school. Yeah, you're yeah, still in school. Course, YWAM. So, how did you transition to 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 yeah. here on YWAM? I was a student with YWAM for about a year and a half, and then after the Bible program, I did another three and a half, four month outreach to India. Uh, came back and joined the uh, staff at the Charlotte YWAM base. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was staffed there for not long before Chris and his wife, Megan, um, they felt like the Lord was leading them to start a YWAM base here in Asheville. Mm-hmm. So Car- I, Carrie and I were dating at the time. Um, she was living with my grandma in Charlotte because, you know, we just, we wanted to date and her not live across the, <laughs> across the yeah. country. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we both were invited to, to join, to come on uh, staff for, for the Asheville base and to be a part of the pioneering plant uh, of this new base. And we already were kind of on the trajectory to get married. So we got married that summer, June of 13. And then we all moved to Asheville. Seven of us moved to Asheville in August of 13. Wow. And um, yeah, I was on staff with YWAM for almost five years here in Asheville. What does what so, being on staff at YWAM mean? Give, give people a picture into that. Yeah, it, it can mean a lot of things. It could mean be a part of being a part of the uh, the training programs that were being run. Um, I was like the musical worship guy, and then I also facilitated local outreach and our short term youth trips. Uh, mm-hmm. In the summer, we would host like youth groups from all over the country. They'd come into Asheville and we would do, you know, we would do mercy ministry. We would do evangelism, whatever downtown. Um, So I kind of helped organize and run those, those things. So that was my little piece, but you know, there's different, you know, really like with any organization, you gotta, you know, you gotta do some marketing, you gotta do some uh, staff development. Um, Mm -hmm. There's fundraising in the midst of all of that. So, um, but yeah great time yeah because y'all are on support right um that's the way ywam worked it's people that give um financially to the ministry and to y'all specifically correct yeah that's right yeah 100 percent fundraised yeah yeah so uh so you're on staff at ywam you said for how many years five yeah right about five five years and yep. then, and then you transitioned into law enforcement. Let's let's talk about that. Walk us through that transition, because <laughs> because I would think, you know, for some people, transitioning into ministry is a big transition. I would imagine yep. transitioning out in a healthy way. Like I know a lot of people that have transitioned out of ministry, but it hasn't been for good reasons. 
Uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's been, they've been disqualified from ministry. You moved out, uh, out of ministry. I'm going to put air quotes around ministry because I believe that all work is God's work. Um, That's right. uh, that there is no differentiation between the sacred and the secular. And I know you yeah. would, you would agree with that too. Uh, yeah. But to, to move from vocational ministry, let's use that word, to, to move from yeah. vocational ministry to, um, uh, to, to what you're doing now in law enforcement, walk us through that transition. Yeah, well, you know, there, was, there were some seeds of planted in my heart uh, back when some of my early trips to India, um, where I'm, I mean, we were working with a, um, an organization in the red light district in Mumbai. Mm-hmm. And I uh, I remember these guys took us to a place where they said, you know, I'm asking questions, man. I'm just a, I'm just a middle-class white guy who'd never been out of the country before. And I found myself mm-hmm. in the red India. Right. And, um, and I'm asking these guys, Hey, like what, what's this building? What's this building? What's that hallway? And I remember one of the hosts says, well, when you go down that hallway, that's who you talk to if you want to buy children. And, it was, I mean, I'll, I'll never forget that moment. I'll never forget what that hallway looks like, but mm. there was something and not just that moment, but that's kind of the epitome of, I think what was being shaped in my heart by the Lord for this, this hunger for justice um, to want to do something about that. Obviously, yeah. right. Like that kind of thing just makes, makes our skin crawl and it's not real, real pretty to talk about, but um when I hear things like that, it just fires me up. Mm. And so, and so I knew there was a justice and kind of a mercy thing there. Mm. Um, I was a criminal justice major at uh, an undergrad and I did an internship with a law enforcement agency to graduate. Oh, and I always kind of thought, man, that may be something cool down the road to do. I love people, love meeting people. Uh, you know, I love, I love a little action. Um, you know, but I, like I said, more than anything, at the end of the day, when I lay my head down, I want to know that I helped bring justice and justice just means doing what's right. Right. Mm-hmm. That's right. what just, it's not vengeance, but it's something different. Yeah. And so I just, I just knew that, that I, I think this could be something that I want to do down the road. So around 2018, the Lord just started softening my heart. I still had some decent contacts with uh, the agency that I did the internship with and um, was fortunate enough to, to get hired. Um, and now this agency is running point on human trafficking cases in the state of North Carolina, um, as well as, you know, a myriad of, of other investigations. But, you know, I find myself now, like you were saying, I'm still doing missions, um, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, right here in our backyard. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, a lot of days seeing, seeing things that, you know, would, you know, I at one point thought was shocking to be occurring mm-hmm you know, right here in, in our awesome state. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think some of that, I think also, man, I'm grateful for mentors in my life, even my, my home church pastor uh, helping kind of shape my worldview to mm-hmm. like, we're like what you're saying. It's not a, I'm trying to think there was at some point, I remember this clicking that Sunday mornings are not the pinnacle of the Christian faith. And yeah by that right you yeah know yeah that? explain that yeah dig into yeah. that a little bit i love sunday mornings like and you and i we've talked a lot about man worship preaching from the bible community man it, it's it's awesome and yeah. it's so oddly but there was something freeing in my mind to where honestly i felt like the lord's kind of calling me up to say hey man like monday through saturday like 
is just as holy. Whenever you're mm. doing things for my glory and for the good of others, like, man, now farming is holy work. A plumber is yeah. holy, right? A teacher, police, a fireman, whatever. That's when the work of our hands, no matter what it is, becomes holy work. Mm. Um, and I'm thankful for some of that worldview and some of that shaping because, like I said, it just allowed me to kind of walk away from, you know, air quotes, full-time ministry yeah. into, you know, secular government work now. Um, but man, I mean, now it's just great. I just, I do missions, but you know, I don't have to fundraise. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, and, and, and truthfully, you're seeing stuff that um, most pastors vocational ministers would never see. Now we may, we may see the yeah. effects of it on down the road and we may see other parts of it, but, but the stuff that you're seeing is stuff that, um, most pastors will yeah. never see and, and yeah. to be able to, to be Jesus there in those moments, I think is huge. And, and, yeah. um, yeah, and absolutely. Great. Absolutely. And we, you know, we, we, we have, something else I'm thankful for is just, you know, we, we have a love for the local church, man. I think the local church is just, you know, I mean, this is, this is Jesus' bride that we're talking about. And yeah. so I'm so thankful for, and I mean, that's, that was our attraction to fellowship is that we saw, we saw a real authentic group of people who wanted to go after the Lord and, you know, in the midst of, you know, the good and the bad and the ugly of humanity and, mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah, I, I don't know. We've and we still see that at fellowship, and that's yeah. that's that's why we're a part of that family. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I'm thankful you are. Uh, a question for you. You know, you as you made that transition, you, you as you talked about it, you talked a lot about um, feeling led by the Lord, God stirring stuff. You, you used words like that. As as if there's anybody listening that is contemplating a, a transition. Um, I mean, what, um, like, how did you know it was God doing this and not just boredom from what you were doing or, you know, not wanting to raise funds anymore because that's a real, it's a real tension point um, uh, for a lot of people. Like, how did you know it was God and not one of those or whatever else? Yeah. um, You know, I, there were times, and I think like with any job, there's times when, you know, you just, you go through a, a, maybe you have a bad number of days or a bad season to where you just, you feel restless. You, you, you know, you start to entertain that thought, man, maybe it's time to move on and do something else. Mm-hmm. Um, again, like I, I think discipleship has been such a big aspect of my life because it's helped me work through some of those feelings, um, that for sure I had, you know, I had, which man, I have, I have now, you know, I have with any, (laughs) with any job I've ever worked. Um, but working through those feelings in order to identify, okay, is this something in my own heart that needs correcting? Is this, is this some, you know, is there some kind of value I'm looking, um, somewhere else to fulfill that is actually a place that the Lord only can fulfill? Um, I mean, you know, the great and thinking, oh man, is the grass always green on the other side? That kind of thing. But so I let, I let some of those times expire. Like I just gritted my teeth, prayed mm. hard. The Lord helped me. I want to, I don't want to leave when I'm mad or upset or feel offended. Um, I want to leave in a good place. I want to leave when relationships or, you know, if I leave, I want yeah. relationships to be intact. Right. I want, yeah. 
I want to have set up my, you know, the person coming in behind me to be in a place of success. Um, and then, yeah, you know, just letting time kind of mellow. I'm kind of a windy personality guy. Like I'll, I'll see a good idea. And I'll be like, man, let's do that. Yeah. Um, but as a, you know, as I've gotten older, I've learned to say, you know, maybe I'll say, Hey, let's do that. But let's also like, let's just let that be on simmer for a while. Let's not, yeah. you know, let's, because I mean, if it's, you know, if it's the Lord, he's, he's so good to not let us miss out on something that's him, you know? That's right. Um, that's right. And yeah, man, that's so good because I think there's this fear in people that if they don't jump right now, like when yeah. the caffeine's high, when, when we, you know, like when, when, when all of that, like God's going to uh, pull back um, his calling on them. And, yeah. and, and what I've seen is, you know, and there are times where I think God calls us to make a decision for sure. Yeah. But, right. but there are a lot of times where too, like, like you said, it just needs to simmer for a little bit and, and, and test um, to make sure that it's God. And I think that's, that's very wise. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, like, like sitting down and having coffee, like, man, I mean, seeking wise counsel is, yeah. you know, realizing you don't have it. I mean, for me, I didn't have, I still don't have it all figured out. Like I need, yeah. I mean, you're one of them, right? I need, I need mature voices in my life to help me process what I'm living, you know, yeah. to help understand and make sense of, of what it is, you know, I mean, we're doing, I think, I think that's just so, so powerful. Yeah, me too. It's funny, you know, you also mentioned don't quit on a on a bad day or when things are hard. Um, uh, one of my mentors has told me, and I've told it to, I don't even know how many pastors never quit on a Monday. Um, <laughs> because that's always one of the hardest days for pastors, right? Sunday uh, is, is very right. emotional, lots of adrenaline, especially now. I mean, it, 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 it is in some ways more and in some ways less. But, but I mean, there, there was one pastor here in town that I would literally text him every Monday and say, don't quit. And then as a joke, I would say, okay, so what job posting are you looking at? And he would tell me what job postings he was looking at that day. Um, and I'd say, just wait till Tuesday. And then I text him on Tuesday. How you doing? He said, I'm good. I'm good. You yeah. know, like, like I, 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 I get that. Don't, don't quit yeah. when it's, when it, when it's hard. Um, um, well, thanks, thanks for, for, for sharing all that. I think that's some, some really good stuff. Now, uh, this is season one. As we're interviewing our elders, you are, like you said, one of our elders. You've been an elder for a little, um, little over a year now. Um, let me ask you this. Let's transition just a little bit. What has surprised you about being uh, serving as an elder? <laughs> oh, man. Um, you know, we, we have a lot of fun. Like, I, we do. I, Oh yeah, I enjoy uh, our, our elders. Um, I mean, obviously, like you know, there's 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 hard things that have to be done and discussed and serious matters, whatever. But um, you know, I look forward to COVID has messed it up because you know we haven't been able to meet as as much face to face. We've done a lot of this mm -hmm. Zoom call stuff, but um, that's probably the biggest surprise is just enjoying uh, some time. It, it's I mean, it's been refreshing for my soul just to yeah. kind of have that get together and, and um, you know, it's the, I mean, I'm, I'm still the young buck. And so it's, it is helpful. I look around the room and I'm, I mean, really like every one of y'all, I'm like, man, like there's, there are attributes that obviously like I aspire to, I want, you know, that, that you guys have, but um, 
I just feel I feel fortunate to <laughs> be able to sit in a room and joke around with you guys, but also just to see how y'all process through things. And um, it's been good, man. It's been good. Yeah, we we do have a lot of fun. It's 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 a great group of men, and uh, and and you're right. It's good for my soul as well. Yeah. Um, well, with okay, you are the youngest one. But, yeah. you know, you went through the process of becoming an elder, like everyone at that table and everyone in our church who knows you sees you as an elder and sees you with the, the qualifications of an elder, um, which is humbling no matter what age you are coming into it. But yeah. with your with your age, I, I do want to ask you, like, what do you what do you bring to the table that um, is unique to you? I'm curious how you see that. Hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't, I try to, I kind of shared some of it earlier, you know, I, I try to, part of the hunger that I felt as a, I remember as like, as a younger man was mm-hmm. just authenticity and realness within the church. Yeah. So I, I try to, I try to pursue that personally, right? Like whether, whether we're praying for each other at elders meeting or at, at my growth group, whatever it is, like. I really just want to share like real things. Mm. Um, and I don't know, that's always been a, a frustration of mine when I, when eat, like I find myself like doing something more for lack of a better word, like religious as opposed mm-hmm. to, and I'm using that in like a negative connotation, right. but right. You know, as opposed to something authentic and real, um, you know, that's, that's always been a point of frustration. Like, man, what, like, no, don't, I, I just, I don't want to settle. I never want to settle into that. And, but that's a battle, man, because yeah. that's costly, right? It's, it costs you something to be real and authentic. Yeah. Um, Cause once, once, once realness comes out of your mouth, you can't just, <laughs> no, you can't take <laughs> like, it back. Yeah, you can't. And you can't, you know, skate, skate past it. Um, so man, I don't know. I, I think, I hope that's part of what. Yeah. But I, I can, I can affirm that you definitely do. And, and I think help us all, um, and not that anybody at that table is fake, but, um, yeah. but, but you do help bring to light um, kind of this, this real, um, uh, gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? A real, uh, oh, I'm going to say spirit filled, but I don't mean it like in a Pentecostal charismatic way. I mean, a, a, a full kind of presence of, of, of Jesus in the room uh, moment um, for all of us that I think is really, is really good. And, and to you bring a lot of fun with you, which is exciting. Um, Thank you. Thank fun. you. Yeah. 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 All right. So last question, question I ask, ask everybody, if you could describe Fellowship Asheville in one word, um, what would it be? Oh man. You know, I cheated and I've listened to the other ones and I, I really, <laughs> their word um i mean my word's just gonna be people because when when Corey and i prayed about joining fellowship we felt like the lord said fellowship's gonna be a gift mm-hmm. and the the biggest gift that we have gotten out of fellowship has just been the people i mean when ezra was born and i was freaking out you brought me starbucks coffee you know at the hospital and i was like four days no sleep uh just ready to uh, who knows um yeah like I've just we like my family has countless stories of people at fellowship who have had our backs um in the the good and the bad and the ugly and my 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 most dear friendships in, in this city are are based with people from fellowship so it's yeah 
for us, it's just about the people for That's sure. That's great. That's great. Well, Cam, thanks. I don't want to take up uh, more of your time. Um, those of you who are listening, if you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and, and subscribe to our channel, if you don't mind. Um, that helps us. It helps us in some way. I, honestly, I don't even know. I think it helps us get a specific URL. Um, uh, but all I know is having subscribers is a good thing on YouTube. So if you could click like and subscribe, that'd be great. Um, uh, otherwise, we will see you uh, on the next ConvoCast. Remember, we release these at this point every other week. Um, so after you listen to this one, there'll be another one coming out two Mondays from now. All right. Thanks, y'all. I love you. I love being in the church with you, Cam. Thanks for your time. Thank you, brother. Bye.